What up, y'all? It's still that motherfucker kind of mink, and I'd like to welcome y'all to my seed dropping podcast where I drop seeds on shit that I feel needs dropping. <laughs> and uh, obviously, this is kind of mink, but today I actually have a very, 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 very special guest with me, uh, especially for the topic that we have. The topic today is going to be about mushrooms. Some of you guys call it magic mushrooms. Some of you guys call them shrooms, like me. I like to call them shrooms. I'm kind of old school with that. But uh, yeah, the magic mushrooms. I, I honestly have no personal experience with mushrooms. So I thought that what I would do is just find a friend who has some pretty good experience with it and just, you know, kind of get some of my questions. We're, we're a little distance from each other, so we don't get to hang out. So I figure, well, hey, why don't we hang out here and hang out with you guys and you guys hang out with us. So, uh, yes, I would like to welcome the beautiful Angela. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good, how's pretty good. Chilling, man, chilling. So, uh, I will first of all say cheers to you. I have a little something here for myself. Do you have a little something with you? Yep. Yep. Good, 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 good. Okay, so uh, first of all, I want to ask you, uh, how long have you even been experimenting with the shrimp like how, how did this journey start like educate me how did it start for you for me i would probably say it started on i've just always been on this quest of figuring out the why of who who i am like why am i the way i am what makes me tick why do i have the highs and lows One, two, three, and so and then so I just been doing some healing and I just understand that emotional healing is kind of like in layers like an onion and so I just felt like I hit a brick wall and it's just one of those things where I was just like you know what I think I'm gonna try mushrooms it just popped in my head and it's always been like the taboo scare of oh don't do psychedelics because you're gonna open your world your world up to this spiritual world and your brain's gonna be fried and you'll never be able to come back there's like no return right so I've just always blocked it out of my mind Hmm. And then all of a sudden, I just had the opportunity and somebody presented it to me. I was like, yeah, you know, let's go, you know. Damn. Okay. Oh, so you weren't by yourself then when you did it? No, I was totally by only one person knew. I was okay. totally by myself. No, no immediate friends or anybody really knew. So that person, they wouldn't even know how to come get me if I had, <laughs> if anything went south. <laughs> just me and my parakeet mango <laughs> that's it <laughs> you know, like oh she's down <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so what happened uh, first of all do you know how much you took yeah 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 okay so i asked so i asked my friend i was like how much did I take? He said, well, for your first time, you might should take like two milligrams. And so I'd been researching and research says anywhere between three and five. So I wimped out. I was like, oh, let me do like 1.3, which is like a really low dose. OK. And it really did enough. I mean, it was like Alice in Wonderland, dude. Like it was just like take me down the rabbit hole. Like, here we go. Uh. It was it was nuts. My house came alive. <laughs> 
my house came alive. That is crazy. A, a, a regular potted plant. Okay. Like a fake succulent plant. Okay. And it would literally look like it was like glowing and like flaming and on fire and everything that was solid had motion. Wow. How long did that last? Five hours. <laughs> it was five hours. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I was just sitting there. I was sitting. I remember I was sitting on my phone because I, I didn't know how to do it. Because I was like reading, you can do cheese, you can do different ways. I was like, you know what? I just eat it. So I'm sitting there, and I just took it, and I was just like, I'm gonna just enjoy. It. I'm gonna enjoy the taste, and it's just a really earthy. It's not a pleasant taste, but it's an earthy taste. Okay. And so I'm chewing it, you know. And then maybe like 30 minutes later, my stomach started like gripping real bad. I was just like, oh, I heard about the stomach grips. And I started getting nauseous. I was just like, oh. I was like, come on now. Come on, bitch. Come on. You can't, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't be throwing up. And so I remember sitting at the high top and I had everything lined up. I had like stuff to play with. I had a little journal. I had like a little floor mat. And I just had like the whole scene set up. Like I was at some retreat because I'd been reading about, you know, like setting the perfect, um, <laughs> this the perfect setting you know right and i was starting through my phone and i went to go swipe up and it was like a green light and that thing just kept going and going and i was just like here we go <laughs> and then it was just like and i sat down in like my whole room it's like if you were like this james bond movies where like they're trying to go through those rooms with like all the laser beams my oh, okay. whole living room like laser beams all in my room so it was just like stepping through laser beams and stuff <laughs> <laughs> i have like these oh i wish people could really see this stuff i don't know why but like at the thrift store that i that i go at they give me these they i buy these figurines so i've got okay. this metal bird so the metal bird's face was like flaming it's like he was like flying but he's just a metal bird <laughs> and the next one you thought the hand was funny. <laughs> this is another sign. This is this is another sign that I should have done shrooms. All right, there's what the fuck, dude. I got like this five foot figurine of a freaking mushroom. So <laughs> this mushroom came alive. Like all the things started moving and all this other kind of stuff. That's crazy. And the most. And the most epic thing that I saw about this is it was just like talking. And I was like, like talking. <laughs> and it said, and it was just like, you don't have to be scared. And that was the message. It was like, you don't have to be scared. And it was just like, don't worry. It's like, you're good. Because like my whole motive like going into this was I deal with a lot of depression and mental health issues. Okay. And it's always been like one of those, it's like been one of those hidden things that you don't talk about. Your family doesn't want to talk about it. You don't want to go to psychologists because or psychiatrists because they're always putting you on like depression medicines and psychoactive drugs. And it's just one of those things where it's like, for me, I've been down that route and it was like personality in a box. So whatever was wrong was like amped up way even more. It was just like wrong. So it's just like your suicidal thoughts 
went way worse. You know what I mean? To where it was like uncontrollable. And it was just like, I would do two minutes on this psychoactive drug. Oh, that didn't work. It made you worse. And then it put you on another one and another one and another one. So within like a three month time span, bro, I was like on six different medicines. Wow. Okay. And coming off of that stuff, you would literally have brain shivers. Like you would feel like stuff's crawling into your skin's crawling and stuff like that. So it's just like, and it was feeling like your skull was like literally cracking. Right. And then the detox coming off of these medicines was was very hard, very, very hard. So I got off of that and I hadn't been on any. And that was like. Maybe when I was like 23 years old, I went through that. Right. Here we go. Cycle through 20 years later. Mm-hmm. And literally when I saw all of that stuff and dealt with all that stuff, it literally felt like my brain and my 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 neurons and everything and if you can feel neurons literally it feels like because everything's able to literally feel like it meshed all back together it's literally like my well-being and everything just like what was frayed came back together after my shroom experience wow and then when i was looking at the statue and the statue was just sitting there like talking to me and like this i could literally hear like in this little girl voice it was like don't be scared don't be afraid don't be afraid. And then the reason why I really want to take the punch to do shrooms is because I want to figure out why do you keep having these depressive, dark states? Like you'll be good and all of a sudden lights off, like bipolar lights switch off, like to the point of like you don't even want to exist in the world type behavior. Right. And I was going into it because I was having one of those episodes. It was a bad day at work. And then it's like that little voice from the mushroom was just saying, you're going to be okay. Like, don't be scared. You know what I mean? And then another thing is, is I kept feeling like if you were to take a sock, I know I'm rambling, but no, no, yeah, no. it folded inside out. Like that feeling of folded in, it felt like my body was doing that. Wow. And then it's just like, I kept feeling like all this pressure, all this pressure, 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 pressure. It didn't hurt, but it's just pressure. And I literally, I heard, something and it said i just it was just a knowing of saying god is tired and to this day i don't know what that means it's the god is tired god is and, it, and it's just like i felt like my body was feeling like the weight of the world and all of a sudden it just released really hard so it's like those two episodes happened back to back it was like the mushroom was just saying you know don't be scared don't be and then all of a sudden it was just like the one with the feeling like the weight of the world and I could see like all this abuse and all this trauma and all these different bad things that was happening globally. And all of a sudden it, it just released in an instance. And then coming out of that mushroom trip, the next day, my face, my skin, my eyes was just like so bright and so clear. Like everybody thought I got a facial. Like it was just like the night and day, like my the whites of my eyes were like, highlighter white it was just so clean it's just like i got a renewed energy and as far as like my mental health and stuff like that goes it's just like that silent voice that kept saying you know you want to die you want to die i'd be at work and i could hear this voice going and it was the strangest thing i was and i would flinch because i've never heard my subconscious tell myself i love you 
Wow. And it's just like to be able to hear yourself say, I love you, instead of have that negative voice going saying you want to die, like you want to give up. And it's just that voice that I love you. And I'm looking like somebody's around me and there's nobody around me. And I knew mushrooms was a changing factor for that. And the awesome thing, and I took a picture of it, the awesome thing when I woke up the next morning, and I've never had this happen, my yard bro, was filled with bright orange, red mushrooms, like covered with mushrooms. Wow. It was like the universe was saying, welcome back. It was wow. the most awesome, awesome, awesome experience. Yeah. That's very interesting because uh, I've I've done a little bit of like research into psychedelics just from a mental standpoint of view of like how it opens up and gets rid of a lot of depression, as you're saying. And uh, what really honestly made me start going down it was uh, Mike Tyson talking about the toad. Have you ever uh, watched any of his interviews about that? Yo, you want to get in the game as a bartender and join the cannabis industry, but you a little intimidated? Go take my course. I got you. I teach you how to interview. I teach you how to do your resume. I teach you about different methods of consumption. I teach you how to deal with medical questions. I teach you a lot of shit in that motherfucking course. Trust me, I got you. Go take the course. No, huh? Okay, so he says, and I'm, I'm, I might be a little off on what I'm saying here, but he said that he went somewhere and to like some tribe or some shit, and they gave him a toad, like a DMT from a toad or something that's out there. And he said that that's what made him kick his like coke addictions and all that stuff like that. And then I saw something else of Tony Robbins saying that he did it. And that really took me back because I was like, wait, Tony Robbins? I was like, okay. And I, I respect Tony Robbins stuff a lot. A lot of people don't like him. They think he's just like, you know, yeah, I can do it. But when you get into what he's doing, it's way more than right. I can do it. It's like, this is also how you do it. <laughs> you know, so I really like what he does. Right. So I really respect him. So when I saw the two of them did this, I was like, interesting. And so then I was trying to kick drinking so much. And it's not like, I'm not like a person that drinks and, you know, go beats up my family. Like, hell no. I'm like the most fun drunk ever. Like, especially for my son. I'm like, you could get away with anything when I'm drinking because I told myself I'll never discipline him when I'm drunk. So anything he does, I just let it roll off. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'll never <laughs> try to get mad at you when I'm drunk because then it'll be on like cloud nine, you know? So I just be like, fuck it, man. You said you set the house on fire. Cool. We got water. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. You know? So I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a fun drunk. Right. But that shit is expensive and it's also not good on my health. They had my blood pressure going up through the roof. And so I was like, man, I got to make a decision here to stop. But I'm like, fuck, I can't stop drinking. Like, especially because I used to strip being a stripper. You drink a lot, like a whole, 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 whole lot. I will go through two tall bottles of alcohol in one night just in dancing from driving. I'm driving around. I get in. I start drinking and I would do like four parties in one night and I would drink like two bottles. So I'm not like that now, though. Don't get I'm like way not that. But still that that taste is like, oh, yeah, I want some alcohol. I want blah, blah, blah. So. I was like, I got to stop doing this. So I started looking into stuff. And when I saw the two of them start talking about it, uh, like, oh, this got me out of my addictions. Boom, boom, boom. I was like, really? So what I, <laughs> right. So what I did, though, easy. well, see, I did this, though. I went more into my edibles because when I do edibles, 
I get a certain type of feeling that I know is not comparable to shrooms or, you know, acid trips or anything like that, but it's a different type of high than smoking. And it gets me more centered with myself. So I started doing that and I don't like to mix alcohol with a lot of uh, THC as an edible. So if I take a lot of THC of the edible, it stops me from drinking the alcohol. And so it just kind of got me like, it, it made me reduce my shit big, big time. So I went down that rabbit hole of education though. And I started looking at the shrooms, right? And remember you told me like, yo, I got you. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little for shit like that. You know, I'm going to tell you why I'm so chicken of shrooms. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly why. Everybody got a friend that can handle their drugs like there's no tomorrow, right? My friend that can handle his drugs like no tomorrow. That motherfucker called me one day and was like, hey, man, can you come over? I was like, what? Yeah. So I go over to his fool's apartment. <laughs> this motherfucker is on the couch, like tripping out. And he's crying. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he was like, I did some shrooms, man. And I don't think I'll ever be normal again. <laughs> and he had so much sincerity. I was like, well, why did you call me? <laughs> he was like, because, man, I just think you could calm me down. And I was like, well, what did you do? And he was like, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I put it in my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I've been like this since yesterday, man. <laughs> and this dude was high out of his fucking mind. <laughs> so when I saw that, that was like scared straight. I was like, oh, no, I don't do drugs. I only smoke weed. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I wasn't fucking with you. I wasn't doing none of that shit. I fucking tell you. So that's why when you said something, I was like, hold up, player. I'm like, I, you calling my card. I ain't a tough guy like that. <laughs> Didn't I put my disclaimer in there? Then I put my disclaimer there. I said, you got to be mentally ready. You got to be mentally ready. Okay. Okay. What do I mean? What do I mean? Okay. Because let me tell you, that first time, I'm going to tell you, I was, I was like slipping my, I was slipping my shit. Because... If you have an OCD habit tendency, right? Okay. Let's say, for example, like clean your house before. So I had this broom and I was sitting there sweeping. And then when you're sweeping, you're seeing these tracers and it looks like these little black things are popping off the uh, floor. So you're sweeping even more. It looks like stuff's crawling up the walls. So then you get a rag and you're squirting with Windex. So then you're going on like this freak out cleaning mode thinking there's like shit all on the walls and the floor. And I'm like, calm down, calm down. It's just chill out, chill out, chill out, sit down. And I'm like, and I catch myself. <laughs> sit down, bitch. And I sit down and I'm like, oh, that's the illusion. And I have to laugh at myself. You know what I mean? Like one time I got caught on the phone with somebody and then I'm sitting there laughing. My hair is like twirling around. And like doing all this stuff. And they're telling me a gruesome story and I'm laughing. And after I hang up the phone, all I'm hearing is like, I was at the Apollo. I was on the stage at the Apollo and I was hearing my ego going, why are you doing shrooms? You're a loser. You're, you're no good. So you're, you're just no good. You're a drug addict. You have bad habits and see, you're a loser. And this is why you're fucked up. And this is why you can't get anywhere. And see, this is why you're spiraling. And all this, and I'm on the stage at the Apollo and I'm hearing all these things and I'm trying to defend myself 
on mm. what's going on. So it's just like when I say you got to be ready for shrooms, is it amplified my thoughts and your ego so loud? You got to be able to catch yourself to say, okay, I see this. What's this going on? Right. And when you come out of that trip, you have to realize, am I those things? Am I a fuck up? Yes or no? You know what I mean? Am I a loser? You know what I mean? Am I am I really a drug addict? You know what I mean? What am I trying to avoid? What am I trying to accomplish from doing this? Is it really fun? Am I like, what is it? And it get shrooms gave me the ability to be able to like analyze that stuff and can come up with a like a, a game plan for my life, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? To like tackle those hard issues. It helped me like get boundaries. I can say no. And be okay because I'm the people pleaser. You know what I mean? Okay, I, I can see. I I can say you know what? That's okay. No, that doesn't. And it's like I realize that I'm in charge of my happiness. And that was that was a big thing. But when you're going through those intense trips, and it can really I mean you'll be peeking out of blinds thinking people's out there. <laughs> He's <laughs> leaking through the blinds, and they they say, "Don't look in the mirror." If you got if you got self issues, and you're caught up in your looks, your face is twirling and dancing and distorting and fucking melting off your face and shit. I mean, you be sitting there picking the acne spots, and you wake up the next morning, and you like fucking Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I mean, none of that stuff's happened to me. None right. of that stuff's happened to me, but you have to be mentally ready to where if you feel yourself going off in a tangent you can bring yourself back mm. so your your friend wasn't aware of how to bring himself back you know what i mean there's grounded it. techniques there's grounded techniques and trust me there were certain times where i was freaking out and i'm sitting there rolling through my phone on <laughs> trying to figure out who i could call and I couldn't figure it out. So I was just like, I found this dude from the music store and never talked to this dude. So he helped me buy some amplifiers. I'm like, hey, bro, I'm fucking tripping shrooms and I'm tripping my balls off. And this shit is like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be normal. Like, you really think you're never going to be normal. Like, I felt like I was an avatar. <laughs> wow. There was like, I was an avatar. And when I hit avatar, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was an avatar, like that everything was like. <laughs> but then there was just like some oh shit moments, like I don't know if anybody's ever gonna find me because I live alone. I don't know if anybody's right. gonna find me. I don't know if I'm gonna die. Like what in the world is gonna happen? And you have to stop yourself, chill. You're gonna be good. And right. it's just learning how to be able to settle yourself down and breathe. breathe you know what i mean and then all of a sudden you can feel letting up and it's just like whoo i didn't think it was gonna stop right i'm sitting there crying and snotting and laughing and i mean it's just like an array of emotions it's, it's, it's cool shit but then there's sometimes like there's because i've only done it three times okay big rule okay don't chase the rabbit what do i mean like if you if you're a new timer and you do shrooms Whatever dose you do in a couple days, don't try to do it again thinking you're going to get the next high, the, the high like you did the first time. That's what I I'm see. saying. Don't chase the rabbit. Right. Because the psilocybin, 
the, the psilocybin stays in your system for a certain amount of time. I don't know. It's just however your body metabolizes it. It's how long say say because you still have some like lasting effects. Right. You know, like after you've taken it. So depending on how much you do. So the thing is, is if I did it like three days after, nothing. I was wrapped up in the blanket like a sausage and I was just I couldn't move on the floor and it was I felt like it was the most horrible thing in the world. And I just kept breathing like a like a like a whale. Like spouting water as hard as, and I was just like, oh, this is the worst fucking four hours of my life. And I was just like, I'll never do this again. And I waited like a month and I did it again. It was like epic again, you know? But so wait, don't chase the rabbit. Don't think you're going to do it. So that's why it's actually really good for microdosing. Uh, where you're taking it for, uh, you're taking a little bit. I don't know what the dosage is. I'm not a, a clinical person. That right, 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 right. But you can do a dose and then wait a couple of days and then do another dose. And then what it does is it actually helps, well, studies show it helps like boost your serotonin levels and your helps with depression and anxiety. Oh, that's another thing. Bro, I used to have like bad anxiety attacks at work. No anxiety attacks. I just fucking clock out and quit. <laughs> She's like, I got one for your ass. <laughs> no but it's just it's 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 a it's a cool thing but you got to be like like you're saying you got to be ready to handle that mental stuff when it kicks in right have a friend have a friend that you can call on (laughs) right right no i did because they call it it, yeah i have a little plan have a friend yeah, I have a plan. Have a plan. Yeah, I have a plan. I want to. Well, it was before this zombie shit happened, and you know, you couldn't really go anywhere. But I wanted to just go to Colorado, and because you know they sell them in stores, like it's legal, like weed in Cali, you know, so you can walk in and get the exact dosing that you want. And I feel like I would feel like safe and secure to do that. And then I could be in a hotel with my socks on, sitting on the couch, and just you know take my little shrooms and see what I feel like. No, you you want to be in a familiar place. Really, a familiar place. Yeah. Uh. Oh man, you just messed up my Colorado place. idea. And I've tried. Well, I mean, if you're mentally if you're mentally ready to go, then go. If that's your calling, and that's your calling, like for real. Like I tried to go outside. Woo. I can't go outside. Some people can go outside. I'm not. The universe is so, it's like, you can hear the vibrations because it's like, you can actually hear the frequency that it goes at and everything is just, you realize how small and tiny you are in the whole universe once you go outside. Right. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, fucking it's, motorcycle kid. Sorry, it's a kid rolling back and forth on the fucking moped. I'm like, bitch! <laughs> He'll throw a stick in between his spokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, nah, I, I see what you're saying, though. I see what you're saying. Because I know I definitely would never do that shit in public. I know uh, one time we did some uh, X pills and we were in Vegas. And when I took the pill, then they were like, all right, let's go to the club. And I didn't realize that we was with a gang of out of shape motherfuckers. So they didn't walk. 
And me and my wife, we we used to walk in, you know, <laughs> we like, man, let's mob the strip. You know what I'm saying? So we take these X pills and get in the car and I'm on the strip. So we in traffic, pretty much just sitting in the parking lot like a motherfucker. And it's like five deep. And they got me in the middle because I'm the skinny one. So I felt like you ever see that Michael Jackson uh, video where those two fat ones was on that scooter. I felt like I had those two people on my side. <laughs> so I like sitting there and I'm like, no, what the fuck? But now I'm tripping out. And I'm like, I feel like they're fat. It's like suffocating. Going. Like it's like it's it's melting on me. Right. And I'm in there tripping. But I mean, and it wasn't even to them. And I was like, I got to get out. I just got out and walked. <laughs> I was like, I got to get out. I'll meet y'all at the club. I was like, fuck that shit. I had to get out because that's I've, I've only done X. I also I did have a semi psychedelic one time, uh, which was Salvia. Have you ever had that shit? No. OK, Salvia. I haven't even researched it as an adult to see what that shit really is, but probably about like. Let me see. I'm 38. I was like 22, 23 or something when I had it. So my brother, his dumbass, he naive than a motherfucker. You know what I mean? And so he like if he go to a get a tarot reading, he would definitely get the fool's card. You know, he that's him. You know, good guy. But he's a fool. You know, so <laughs> he goes out to Oregon and sees some of my family and he comes back to me and I go to pick him up and was like, yo, let's be going to the gym. And he was like, hey, I got some weed for you to smoke. And I was like, oh, cool. Let's smoke it on the way to the gym because I smoke before I work out. So I'm thinking like, cool, he's he smoking, treating me, motherfucker, cool. So he's, he's like, well, no, I want you to smoke it here. I don't want you to smoke it while you're driving. I was like, bitch, I'm big smoke dog. I can drive and smoke. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? He was like, nah, I don't want you to smoke this weed while driving. He was like, just just chill. Just just smoke it right here. Just a little bit of hit and a, and a, a little bowl. And I was like, all right. He gave me some. I was like, what? Can we go? And he was like, and he's looking at me like, you don't feel anything? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't feel nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? And so he was like, well, yeah, he's like, let me get you some more. <laughs> he gives me more. And I'm sitting there and he's like, you don't feel anything? And when I looked at him to say no, I saw a hand come in from the side of the screen with a white glove, like a Mickey Mouse style glove, like the old school Mickey, like puppy hand. And it was like, and that finger snapped, but it made like a slap sound. And as soon as it happened, the whole fucking apartment went into a cartoon and it was like this buzzing noise and everything was going in the circle. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And I'm like now laughing. And I just could, I started laughing hysterically because I couldn't believe what I was looking at. And it was just this thing. And my brother's looking at me like, you feel it, huh? But what I heard was, you feel it, huh? And he sounded <laughs> he sounded like Roger Rabbit when Doom was like, remember when I killed your brother? I sound just like this. That was the way my brother's voice was sounding to me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And the whole room was just a fucking cartoon. It was like, and then next thing you know, it went, and everything just went back to normal. And it was like a four or five minute feeling. And everything literally went back to normal, right back to normal. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And he was laughing and he was like, man, that was some stuff that they call like stop, stop. I was like, you gave me salvia? And he was like, yeah, that's what it is. I was like, bitch, that's not weed. <laughs> and so that's why I'm like, he, he the fool. He don't know what shit is. And so he had it out there and thought that shit was a trip and was like, oh, this will put mink on his ass. <laughs> so he came back thinking he was giving me weed. And I'm like, bitch, that's you basically gave me a fucking hallucinogen. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> so 
That was the closest I ever got to a uh, psychedelic type of deal. But I mean, it was it was honestly it was pretty dope. I mean, it was some funny shit, but I do want to try crazy. some shrooms. Yeah, it, it used to be legal. I don't think it's legal anymore. Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's some shit, but they don't I don't think they sell it anymore. I'm going to look it up and see what it is. I know it's a plant, obviously, but I don't know. Yeah. So would you consider X as a, a hallucinogen? Not for me. I'm I'm sure for some people, but it didn't make me hallucination. But I do X. It made me like the world's best motivational speaker ever. I was we were at <laughs> we were at the beach, a place called Black's Beach. It was the first time I ever did it in San Diego. It's like in La Jolla, I guess. There's a place called Black's Beach, and it's a nudist beach. And so, uh, like Andy and I, we go to like nudist resorts, things like that. So we go to this fucking beach, and we're hold on. Let me plug this up a little bit higher. There we go. So anyway, we go to this beach and uh, we pop these pills right before we go into it. Now, to get to the beach, you have to go down. No joke, probably about like seven, eight hundred steps that are like really just dirt to get down to this beach. Like it's a it's a horrible path to get to this fucking beach. But, you know, we young, we doing our thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to be down there. Dick slanging. So I'm like, let's do it. So we get down there. I have this pill kick in now. I'm sitting there in the water giving a motivational speech naked about how to like do things in life and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, we need to get our family straight. I started like getting shit together of people I needed to have talks with. And so it had me on some like happy shit. And then when I was in the water, though, it felt like the earth was hugging me like it was like a very interesting <laughs> feeling. It was no code. It just felt like a hug that just had me just being hugged in like a sea of people. And then we uh, yeah. we ended up leaving, you know, a few hours later. And I was like, damn, that shit was awesome because I had never done it before. And people would always try to get me do it to do it as a dancer. And I would always be like, nah, I'm good. But then back when my wife was young, she's like, oh, let's, let's do some acts. I did it before. It was fun. I was like, well, shit, if her square ass did it, I'm like, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> So then I went on to one of my homies that was dancing and was like, man, let me get some pills. And he was like, for real? I was like, yeah. And he he hooked me up. And uh, that shit was it was pretty dope, I I must say. But it's it's been a minute since I've done anything like that. It's been fuck. I mean, a long, long time, especially with having kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be tripped out. (laughs) <laughs> with them you know and then with the zombie virus going around we not let nobody watch the kids so it's like fuck so yeah but what do you think have you ever done x man like 20 the 20s were wild man like we were <laughs> we were we were the concoction specialist so it's just it's and i didn't i didn't really start doing anything until i was like 20 22 years old, 21, 22 years old. Oh, okay. Like no wow. drugs, no alcohol, no drugs until, till the end, till I moved out of the house. Right. And, um, yeah. So my parents can be saying that. Yes. Mom and dad, I never did drugs or did any crazy shit in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I respected your household. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, but when I went thugging and bugging, oh my gosh, dude, like a regular weekend out, we would be smoking weed. We'd be doing eggs and cocaine. All in the same thing, just laid it up, passing around the plate, just getting in it. Right. And somebody wants to throw Adderall in the mix. Oh, yeah, I did like Adderall. I and did you're doing like that. all of those things together. And then you're going to throw some alcohol on that. 
what? Yeah. You, well, you're not going to sleep for a while. You ain't going to sleep for a couple of days. <laughs> right. And then we right. used to travel, you know what I mean? Two and a half hours away to the next state to go party. Mm. Because in our state, there was nothing, there was nothing going on. So we would pile up a car, carloads, so dangerous. Lord have mercy. And go <laughs> right. out there and party and go to hotel and then come back and go to work the next day like nothing ever happened. Geeked out of your mind. Like, <laughs> Hello, how can I help you? <laughs> you like that frazzled fox sitting on the edge of the chair sitting there like <laughs> <laughs> bitch can't move everything your your brain your brain's still going <laughs> he's still in that world that was me when i was doing adderall yeah when i did adderall it was uh, the same thing and people i'd be training like boot camps at like four o'clock in the morning and shit and people would be like how do you have this much energy I'm like, dude, I've been dancing since like eight o'clock last night. <laughs> like I would literally go to the club, do my gigs and shit, be drinking, popping Adderall, smoking weed. I would leave from the club at like 2.30 roughly. And that's like the club was like an hour, hour and a half away from where I lived, you know, but I was working down there dancing. So I would come back and I would go straight to my job go in there, shower up, put on my, you know, gym clothes and then start teaching all my classes and shit. And then teach my one-on-one clients. And I come home with like 12 or something and still be like up like a motherfucker. So then I'd sit there and watch like some Ellen DeGeneres or some shit. Like, man, this bitch is funny. (laughs) And I would go back to work and finish training for the rest of the night, teach some hip hop classes. And I would just be going and I, and then go to work that night again to dance. And never yeah. have gone to sleep. And it would all be yeah. off that Adderall. And I'd be getting ripped as fuck because that Adderall be like drying <laughs> your shit out. So it'd be like, no sleep, boy. <laughs> for real, for real. Not telling you guys to do Adderall. I'm just saying this is memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting, though. But yeah, you know, back to the shroom stuff, though. Uh, I definitely, definitely, definitely say I, I would try it. I don't know when, because we obviously, like I said, I would have to have a sitter and uh, I'd have to have my wife sit me. So <laughs> everybody would need a babysitter. But I don't know. I, I actually yeah. would try it because I, I just think it would be something cool. Uh, you only live once. I was going to do uh, Coke. I thought I was going to try Coke one day. My, my goal was to try it when I hit 50. But I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. After I started learning about blood pressure and stuff, it just made me like, yeah. It makes You know what? Coke was Coke was one of the first drugs that made me realize that I don't need to be doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it was Coke. Coke was one of the drugs. It, it did because I, I was the quickest. Like some people say, you know, tequila makes you fight. Cocaine would make me want to fight, and it would amp me up. Wow. And it it's just like if you got anger problems, it would really mm. it set it set me on edge. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like I'd walk through a brick wall. I'd be fighting men. I'd, I mean, I'd whatever. I mean, I mean, I didn't fight men, but it's just like that, that energy. It's right. just like, oh, right. like man. And then once I felt like that, I just realized I don't like the way I feel. It's destroying my relationships and stuff like that. So I literally prayed. I was just like, Lord, you know, I mean, because back in my 20s, like I said, I was doing cocaine, ecstasy. Weed, Adderall, like all these concoctions together. And I was just like, this is having anxiety attack. <laughs> Wondering why. Like, your friends will be in the club. 
No, for real, you do like Halloween. Everybody's ready to go. Everybody's in a club. You don't have a fucking anxiety attack. Everybody's like, what, bro? Be like 30 minutes away. You either going to come to the club and party or you going to sit in the car like a bitch and have an anxiety attack. And I'd be left in the car, balled up in my little Halloween costume, having an anxiety attack, can't breathe while everybody's in the club. And I realized this ain't the way to go. You know what I mean? And right. I pray, you know, in my in my high state, you know what I mean? I'd be doing all kinds of, I'd be praying my, you know, high, happy, you know, Lord, if this ain't what you want me to do, you know what I mean? If there's a God out there, if there's a Jesus, Lord, whatever you want to believe in, if there's out there for you, you know, for me, if this ain't what you want me to do, if this ain't right for me, let me wake up and not want to do it no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I still right. partied on and literally within that year, I stopped doing weed. I stopped doing cocaine. I stopped doing ecstasy. I stopped doing all those drugs. And I was clean for 15 years. No drugs whatsoever. You right. know what I mean? Because I literally said, I can't quit it on my own. I can't. Mm. But I still gave thanks to a higher power in all things. You know what I mean? Saying yeah. you, you know, help bring the best out of me. And those things, I don't, I can't, I can't explain it, but those things literally went away. I stopped doing all drugs. Right. And then not until two years ago, I started smoking, you know, weed again. Right. Just only two years ago, I started smoking weed again. And then that's when I started doing the shroom. So I was just, I noticed my patterns and my little personality quicks. So I was like, all right, bitch, still crazy. <laughs> Let's figure out why. <laughs> Let's go pop some shrooms and dig a little deeper. Because I, before I could say, oh, yeah, it was the drugs. <laughs> now it's in the news period. I can't say it's all the drugs. But <laughs> all right, shrooms, what you think it is? <laughs> bitch, you still crazy. <laughs> but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that though, that you took a yeah. 15 year like yeah. cleansing break. Because I yep. do feel that a person has to you have to be in a right, like you were saying, for like doing shrooms, you have to mentally be in the right place. I feel you have to mentally be in the right place for any type of intoxication. Like and you have to be in the right place for sober to be sober, to be honest with you, too. I think like everything yeah. takes a certain mental place to be in. And like some people, they like if a person like, oh, I haven't done anything in this long. And yeah, now I'm this. They're like, oh, man. And then they start feeling bad. Like, what? How did I make you relapse or what made you relapse? And it's like, well, no, it's not relapse. It's that now I'm mature enough to do this. Like, it's not like what it used to be. Like, that's why I never did coke when I was younger, because every stripper, you know, does coke, you know, like especially the guys. And so. I started out dancing in gay clubs. So, you know, they, them, the gay dudes, they fucking coke the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, and they were always trying to give me coke. And I'm like, no. And they would always laugh like, man, he's not gay. He don't do coke. And they would be like, we're going to turn you. I'm like, good luck, motherfucker. And so I would never do coke, though, because I have a very addicting personality. And so if I like something, I'm like, fuck it. I like it. Why would I not do it? I like it. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so that's why I won't do it. That's why I was like, I'm away. So I'm like 50, 55. And so then it won't be like I fucked off all my 20s and 30s doing coke. So then you're going to be 50, 55 going, damn, because I had an ex, bro. I had an ex. And then I was just like, how'd you know you had a coke addiction? He said, when I go to a weekend and spend $10,000. Yeah. The fuck? How you? How you? Yeah. And I'm like, how? And he was just like, I was literally pawning cars and watches and stealing stuff. He was just like, because I couldn't stop. 
Right. You know, and AA really helped him. And it, even though I wasn't on drugs, he would take me to some of his AA meetings after he was like clear after it. And I'm really thankful for those AA meetings because I was good. And I was just like, I thought it was bullshit in there. But what it did is it set a system in place for you to be able to follow. And I think that's what we're all looking for. And the cool thing is, is when you're doing drugs and I ask myself this in my sober mind, what's your objective? You're trying to have fun. And then you're high, think and ask yourself, are you doing it because you like the way it makes you feel? Or what are you trying to avoid? What are you trying to escape? I notice myself when I'm sitting at the counter and I'm smoking back to back, back, back to back bowls of just weed, just, what am I escaping? I'm escaping responsibility. You know what I mean? I'm I'm escaping doing that next tour, that next task. You know what I mean? So it's just like always stay on point. Make yourself a list. You know, stay on point. Don't let what's fun, because drugs can be really fun, but don't let take what's fun and turn it into something bad. Like have a have a threshold. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always say. Don't let your fun be your weakness because yeah. that, that's usually what gets people in trouble is, you know, you never like get in I, trouble like for said, doing things you don't like. <laughs> and like your 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 um your videos actually made me realize that it's just like, why are you why are you doing it? You know what I mean? So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm actually more productive now because of that shit. Huh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And me too. Shit. That's what I say. I do. <laughs> I do those things to just, if I tell, if I tell anybody anything public, I can't, I'm not that do as I say, not as I do type of motherfucker, you know? So yeah. a lot of things I do and I say anything I'm saying publicly, it's probably because I'm dealing with it or have dealt with it. I never yeah. like do out of thin air problems. Like it's always because I've either dealt with it or I'm dealing with it or either it's something I yo-yo with because I think bad habits are like are like pounds. Like you might have a five to six pound weight that you play around in. Like I know I'm like good between like 173 and 168. Like that's my my playground weight. Right. And I feel like with habits, you got a playground. Uh, if Your habits are getting out of control now. We need to bring them back and, you know, now start over, get back here. Are you out of control? But never go past that three to five pound mark. Cause now we getting out of shape and that's how I feel with like habits. Like if you g- keep going, now we getting out of hand, you know what I'm saying? So I've had to tell myself things like that because as I was telling you before, I'm trying to master everything about myself and I'm not looking at anything as a flaw. I'm just looking right. at how it's translating is what makes it a flaw or not. So I try to make sure it all translates the right way. So I'm like, no, I'm gonna just get a grip on all of the stuff I love to do. I don't believe in cold turkey. I don't believe in depriving myself. I don't believe in any of that. I believe in managing whatever habits you have, as long as it don't affect other people. You know, I don't believe in killing, stealing, taking things like that. But anything that has to do with me personally, I feel like, hey, man, I I try to master it. So I'm like, okay, I know I can, if I'm gonna have drinks, my 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 thing with myself now is like if you gonna have a drink on say Friday, you have to take your blood pressure on Saturday, and if your blood pressure is out of range, you can't do nothing until you get your blood pressure back together because that lets you know you drink too much, and so I know that if I drink a certain amount, it spikes my blood pressure up, so it keeps my drinking in check, you know. So I just feel like you sometimes gotta make like a a little you know wager with yourself or just a some rules like if you're doing this you got to do that 
Or if you're doing this, you can't do that. You know, so it's like if you go have a drink, you can't go get no desserts because you don't need that extra sugar. So it's going to be one or the other. So I, I try to like keep my habits in those type of areas. So then it makes sense for me. Because like you even had something where you were doing uh, with the the saving money or you kind of had it like a, a bingo board. What So right. and I looked at that right. and I was like, dang, you know what? That's actually a really cool concept. Because I looked at that and I put that into my scenarios of like, okay, so if you were spending money there, that $50 that she's covering, in my mind, I'm like, that's a share of a stock in NEO, you know? So I'm like, I, I try to see where I can invest that money instead right. of give it away. Because I think, you know, weed is like giving away money, especially working in the industry. I see how much money is made <laughs> off of this little bit of product that people getting, you know, very, very small amount of money that, you know, really takes to give this shit. It's almost like how shoes are only like really five cents, but you pay $200 for them, you know, and that's kind of like how weed is to be real, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, that's a lot of fucking money, you know? And then when I see the type of companies that are out there in the cannabis industry, I think the cannabis industry has kind of become like the vegan food industry. If you really care, why is it so expensive? And that's how I feel about the cannabis industry. If you really hear for people smoking weed and helping people, why is it so expensive? So that's where I'm at with them. <laughs> this is going to be interesting to watch how shrooms develops because I was listening to a TED Talks last night and they were saying like back in the... 50s, 50s to 60s, that's when shrooms got banned. It seemed like it's like illegal because it was a psychoactive drug or whatever. And then it wasn't in until 2012 to 16 is when they really started, or 2010 to 16 is when they started bringing it back out to start actually doing clinical studies. They've actually found two different pharmaceutical, and this is a pharmaceutical drug companies that are actually now doing um, the studies right. to where they're doing like certain doses to actually cure depression and stuff. That happened in 2018. So that's what's allowing Oregon and some of those states like that to be able to pass psychoactive drugs like psilocybin to be legal wow. is because these insurance companies are actually taking, not insurance companies, these, um, Pharmaceutical companies uh, yeah. are actually taking taking it in to say, you know, this is it. So what they're going to do is they're going to offer like microdosing options and then like a single dose option for anxiety and depression, which I think is pretty cool. But I don't know if I would want to get my shrooms from a pharmaceutical company. Right. Right. They might put some in the sauce. They'd be like, see, <laughs> I'd rather grow up my own. You know? How, okay, so let's talk <laughs> about that now. How long, what's that process of growing your own shrimp? Like, what's the process of that? Well, I'm in the process now of trying. There's a, um, a group off of Instagram that I found, Double Blind, is, and they're not paying me to say this or anything. But Double Blind sells a course one-on-one on how to grow your own oyster mushrooms within 90 days. 
I don't know if it's worse for mushrooms or not, but to grow, listen, those things, not necessarily, they teach you how to grow your shit in 90 days. Yeah, so shiitakes, yeah. Your shiitakes. Yeah, some shiitakes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really cool so it's really informative they got videos and stuff and so far everything's working out pretty good huh but i haven't like i'm in the fruiting chamber right now so i haven't seen any pennant or anything i might need to get a uv light i think i need a, a humidity reader so i can read the oh, humidity right. right in there i think that's a factor a factor and then I need to get some UV lights to help with the pinning to help ping, oh, the okay. last part. And then I just need to flat out be patient, you know, and really? then trust the process. Okay. So now with growing them, is there like, uh, so there's a target and then there's a missed target. So is there like, you'd be like, all right, I think I grew them like, eh, that's not the one. And then fall over. Like what would happen if you grew them the wrong way? <laughs> what the thing is is mushroom mushrooms are a very finicky thing the fungi is so sensitive to where when you're growing them the biggest issue people have with them is you have to have a really sterile environment and somehow if any slightest bit of contamination gets in any of that process from start to finish you're gonna have blue green crazy looking mold and you're gonna tell that it looks bad and it's just uh, you're gonna know it's just oh, not okay. the right direction oh, okay oh so you know it, the it, look it, of it it won't it won't even get this far to a full mushroom you know what i mean right it, it aborts way before then wow okay, okay. yeah yeah so it's a very it's a, like once you I think once you get the hack at it, it's very easy. But if you don't know what you're doing, trust me, you're going to be screwing it up. Mm. I've, I've, screw, I've screwed it up before. So we're going we're gonna to see how this grow goes. That makes sense. Yeah. I, yo, you saw we're I fucked up my weed. Goes. I fucked up my shit I grew outside. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I had like nine plants. And out of nine plants, I came back with like two and a half grams of weed. <laughs> I was like, what happened? It was like, it didn't even... It was it's, like it's not like, even weed. It was just grass. <laughs> I smoked it though. <laughs> <laughs> I did smoke it. I did smoke it. Like that. Like if you're doing if you're doing shrooms and you inoculate, let's say like 10, 10 little grain bags, maybe mm -hmm. you know half of that might actually go through. So you know what I mean? Uh, you might not have all 10 bags of fruit. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah, we'll see dope. how it goes. Cause I, cause I had I had three, and you can tell one of them totally went bad, and so I have two that are doing it. One's kind of stationary, and one's kind of looking like it's doing the right thing. So okay, okay, <laughs> that's dope. We'll yeah, that's dope. Well, yeah, I might uh, I might have to man up when I reach a certain level and indulge. I know just, I want to. One of the just. In your in your mind, just think whatever I experience, I'm safe. I'm safe. That's the key word. I'm safe because I know it's coming from within. 
whatever comes from within, I know is within me. It's my creation and I'm safe. You just keep telling yourself I'm safe. And I think that helps set the tone going into it to where you're not flipping shit as much if it goes in different direction. (laughs) (laughs) See, because what I imagined it would be like for me is like the never ending story. Did you ever see that movie? And it was a part in the movie where uh, the main character, he goes and he faces himself in the mirror. And that was like the true test of like who he was. And I feel like I'm going to first go through what they call the swamp, a swamp of sadness. I feel like I'm going to go through a lot of like sad shit because I'm one of those people. I got a lot of shit in me, but I don't really like talk about it or let things out. I keep a very like gesture attitude, but there's like a lot of shit going on. I remember I saw some movie where they gave an analogy where they said, uh, what was that analogy? It said that there was a man who went to go see like a psychiatrist or something like that. And the psychiatrist, or it might've been a psychologist, say who went and saw a psychologist and the psychologist tells him he was very depressed. And the psychologist says, Hey, you know, happy the clown is in town. You should go see him and it'll lift your spirits up. And the patient says, I am happy the clown, you know, and that's how I always feel for my shit. So I'm like, I do a lot of shit, you know, making people laugh, entertaining people, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, eh, there's some shit going on that I don't really be, you know, fucking talking with people about. And so I know that I personally like be going through those type of things. So I'm like, I feel like I'll if I do shrooms, I feel like that's going to be faced. But then I feel like on the other side of that, it's going to be some fucking la 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 fun other shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is what you don't get. You don't get to choose. Oh, man. What you think? What you think? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? What you think? It might not come out that way. Yeah, that's true. It might not come out. But you know what? But the good thing is, is setting intentions for what you want to accomplish. Because like I said, when I was going in, I was wanting to know, why are you having these suicidal thoughts? Right. Why? You know what I mean? I went in with that attention that, you know, why? You know what I mean? And like I said, the mushroom talked out, you know what I mean? But it wasn't a cry thing. It was a it was an Alice in Wonderland, like, whoa, this is fun, like, ah, you know, like Skittles and rainbows, you know, <laughs> it was, did. it was Skittles and rainbows, but it literally, like, if you feel like you've got all that deep down pressure, it, it lets you calm the fuck down, like, it, mm. yeah, it, 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 it made, it made me chill the fuck out, like, it felt like, okay, it, it felt like I got a second chance to be able to say, you know what? All this stressful stuff, I'm now in control. I can I can handle it. I can take this on. Right. I can take this on. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, that's know, pretty dope. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm seriously glad that but you were able to experience general, it. Just, like, do you talk to yourself? All day. Do you talk to yourself? All day. Is it is it like a back and forth? Like like the conversation? Do you talk to yourself or do you talk to yourself like like how we're bantering back and forth talking? Oh, back I was and about forth. to say I'm the type of person I have a conversation with myself like all day long because I always feel like you like so when I was younger I got in because I used to be like all in the Christian like bring uh, upbringing right. 
fucking hated it and knew there was other stuff out there. So then when I got 18, I was like, I'm done with that shit. And I got into like more of like the Wiccan and like sat- satanic stuff and not from like a go sacrifice a goat, like not not TV Satanism. Like I just went and read the satanic Bible. So that was more so what it was. It was just education of something else. And one of the main things from the Wiccan stuff that I learned was meditation. And from both of those beliefs, I learned that you're the ruler of who you are. Like you're, you create and you ask for power from other people, but it's all ultimately up to you. And so anytime I have an issue, I just talk it out with myself. And then after I talk it out with myself, I usually come back with two or three different answers. And then I'll say something to my wife about it. And then she'll say something and it makes my perspective change. And then I feel like me and my mental board, we all come up with an agreement to say, okay, boom, that's the answer. And so I like to talk to myself of that. Like I actually have conversations with myself of like pumping myself up, telling myself to ignore certain things. Like I'm very self-aware like aware of myself. Like I, I have no problem with that. You know, I like to do active meditation. Like I'm very conscious of shit like that. So yeah, I do. All right. To try this, because you said blood pre- drinking and, and and blood pressure is the thing, right? Correct. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you how I, I die, like how I deal with my health challenges, and it actually helps me, and it it helps me. All right. So, in your normal mind, you're thinking the alcohol is a problem, right? Right. Right. It's raising my blood pressure. Go and Google, okay, and at the end of the day, what's the issue? High blood pressure, right? That's the thing that's going to, you know, wax y'all, wax y'all face of, you know, of existence. At the end of the day, that's what we're trying to avoid, right? Google, for real, Google, fucking Google, because WebMD going to have your ass dead. (laughs) Google metaphysical meaning of high blood pressure. Oh, wow. Metaphysical Google metaphysical meaning of high blood pressure, right? Then also Google spiritual meaning of high blood pressure, right? So Google it those two ways. There's another way. There's also a book kind of guided toward the author kind of guided toward Louise Hayes. Hmm. Louise L O U I S Hayes. I can't spell her last name because my spelling's not that good, but Louise Hayes. Um, what, what the objective is, is when you Google it that way, what it's going to bring up, I'm going to give you one that I'll always deal with. I always have lower back issues. So I'll Google metaphysical meaning of lower back pain, right? Spiritual meaning of lower back pain. What does that mean? That means, um, lack of support, feeling unsupported, um financial insecurity and it also means and if you can get all the way down to the different vertebrae will mean different things like your vertebrae will mean um like child abuse not child abuse but like sexual traumas as a child and stuff like that well all of those things i've actually dealt with you know what i mean so whenever you feel that pain coming on think okay now you're talking to yourself but be your best friend, not that best friend that's going to be like talking hard, but that gentle best friend, like, is there, where, where do you feel unsupported at? And leave it alone. 
Ansel, where do you feel unsupported? Where do you, where, where can I support you? Ansel, where can I support you? Where do you feel like you're not being heard? You know what I mean? Right. And then by taking that, I've set the intention from my subconscious and then I leave it alone. I'm not looking for that answer right then, but that answer will come shortly after. So what does that mean? Okay. And another one for your nerves, something's getting on your nerves. If I keep having nerve problems, spiritual meaning and metaphysical meaning of nerves, is something's getting on your nerves. Okay. What in my everyday life is irritating me? You know what I mean? What's getting under my skin? Your body is a window of what's going on energetically and emotionally that you're feeling, but your body doesn't know how to like verbalize it. So it comes out in pain and high blood pressure and cancers and all these different blockages. And we don't know what we do. And we run to a substance, alcohol, weed, you know what I mean? Sugar, candy, potatoes, French fries, sex, all these different things. We run to these things because in our mind and our ego, we don't know how to fix it. So we run to all these outside substitutes. And then what does it do? It ends up not being the healthier choice sometimes. And it bogs it down. And then you turn into the alcoholic. You become into the cokehead, And then you come to the, all these things and you don't know what it is. Because it came from that one emotional block that we bury and we don't drink it. You know what I mean? Or we don't smoke it away. Or we don't fuck it away. We didn't deal with it. We didn't know how to deal with it. And that's okay. But the point of the story is what is it energetically, emotionally, that was a root cause that added all the layers to that cake? Does that make sense? Fuck yeah, that makes sense. Damn, I dig that. Because, yeah, that, that's that's very interesting. I like the way that's put because I've never... Uh, I've never Googled anything in that way. And I Google things about the human body all fucking day. You know what I mean? That's very interesting. And I, and, yeah, uh, damn. Oh, hell yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's how I get through a lot of my health challenges. And that's how I, I get to a lot of um, other people's work. That's to me that shadow work. I go through my energy mm. and then I do like your internet connection is unstoppable. Yeah, my shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, um, your internet thing be pumping you up. Like, man, your shit is unstoppable. You got the best fucking internet. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> bitch can't read. <laughs> My shit been popping up saying that too, because I'm in the garage, so I'm not even inside the house. <laughs> Medical, physical. Wait, let me let me learn how to read. It's called metaphysical meaning of high blood pressure. You ready for this? Okay. Dr. Page, that's myself, says high blood pressure um, you need to give it, let's see. Ooh. And it, okay, it's Louise Hayes, L-O-U-I-S-E H-A-Y-S. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, let's see. Putting unrealistic expectations on yourself. Surrender your need to control. Surrender the outcomes of always having to be right. Finding the imperfect, finding compassion for your imperfections. Did my wife write this or something? No. <laughs> oh, just, just check it. Just check it. She texted you just now, did she? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm literally going through this. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's just, just on a short, just short, and it's just all emotional causes. And I think that once that's, to me, that's the key of being able to, and I could be delusional and I'll come back and I'll follow up with this. I could be gassing myself up and say, this is what makes it okay. Um, that's what I think helps me to be able to break away from having an addictive personality with my, the, the, with weed or mushrooms and stuff like that versus, you know, not because I use it as the ability to be able to go through and dig deeper. And I think when I'm in those high states or those, because I think all drugs bring like a almost like a spirit, you know what I mean? It's just like they bring on a different right. awareness and a different way of being. That's why we do it. Use it to heal you. Use those times to heal you. So when you're, you know what I mean? When you're, when you're higher or whatever, you know, use those times and use that gentle voice and saying, you know, brother, why are you stressing yourself out? You know, you got this, you know? And it's just like, you can like really... You know, you're doing the best you can, make a plan and then go for it. And then literally right at your list and then you'll watch your list. just like you'll watch things actually come together so much quicker in your life. And it's almost like a key to manifestation. You know what it I is. mean? It is. You know, observing those motions and then walking it out. And I think that using mushrooms and weed and stuff like that's helped me to be able to see that it helped me to judge that emotion or get to that root cause without being hard on myself to say oh i'm a fuck up you know what i mean right or oh let me go take some um because I'm, I'm not the type of person where i don't like to take aspirin or ibuprofen or pain medicine because i like to figure out what's going on with my body like even like my face, if you look here, it's like, okay, what's that? Most people, they're going to get Botox and they're going to shoot it up. You know what I mean? They're going to get snatched back. I'm not going to get death in my face because your body is a window. You know what I mean? Right. That's that's dehydration. That's That right there is your intestines. Yes, your, your colon and stuff like that. Your body is a window. Your pain. It's right. all emotions. So use your high times as a, a session with yourself to be like, hey, what's going on? I see you hurting. Talk to me. Talk to your pain. Talk to your high blood pressure. High blood pressure. Give it a name. Don't say I have high blood pressure. Don't own that shit. I don't have it. That doesn't belong to me. 
you know you figure out what that um, that like i said google it and you know what i mean and don't say ah, ah, ah. say it say i acknowledge it and then you just let it go and you talk talk to me you know you talk high blood pressure talk to me foot pain ankle talk to me and i use my high times to really talk to me i mean it sounds stupid but you'll be surprised that silent voice when you when you're in your meditations and stuff like that. That silent voice answers will come so clear. And then you'll know it helps you to be able to know what you need to change about yourself and stuff like that. It's it can be transforming. Yeah, it's just it's not diabetes. You know what I mean? It's not back pain. It's just so when I had that back injury, it really spoke to me to understand what's really wrong is deeper than that. Right. Yeah. It all goes from an emotion. And then these, these drugs and stuff like that, these herbs really is what they are as medicinal plants. You know what I mean? I right. think are put on this earth to be able to help us to be tools to help facilitate through those things, you know, to help aid and dig through issues and stuff like that. So it can be very beneficial, but yeah, talking to yourself. That's why I say talk to yourself. And when you can actually talk to yourself and dialogue and get stuff back and forth, yeah, you can you can change you can change your life. You don't have to go to uh, you know what I mean outside because I think it all comes from within. Yeah, talk talk to your knee pain, your hip. You know what I mean? If you got hip pain, what is that moving forward? You're you're not wanting to move forward. You're scared to move forward. You know what I mean? Shoulders, your shoulders hurt, and you feel like you're carrying too much on your sh- on the world. You're carrying the weight of something. Wow. What's going on? Your arms are hurting. What do you, you can't, your hands hurting. A lot of people would have carpal tunnel. Right. What do you hold on? What do you, what are you holding on so dear in life? What are you scared to let go? To where your hands can't, what is that release? You can't receive. So if wow. you're using, mushrooms or or cannabis or any of those things when you're in those states ask yourself it's okay you can relax this is your time released whatever it is that you're holding on and i tell myself this is a session i would have whatever you're holding on to so tightly it's okay angel you can release it what are you holding on to you can release it it's okay and just as easy as i'm talking i'm not asking for an answer back it's that you can release it. And when I give myself that heartfelt, it's okay. Bro, it's life changing. It just, like, right now, I just feel like a whole calm sensation just came over me. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's life changing. Wow. So use these things. I mean, yeah, we were young and fun and bugging and thugging and woo, three sheets to the wind. But also use it to heal your life. And a lot of people say, oh, what's the change in Angela? Why are you so woo? It's because I let the drugs, what was crazy, now help heal my life. But that's a big changer. Google, Google that. And then use that as a, a tool to aid through your, your healing journey. Man, that's some... Uh... That's some seed dropping right there. <laughs> like shit. Seriously. <laughs> I, I thank you for that because I appreciate that. 
because I've yeah. never, uh, yeah, that's some interesting stuff. I, I, I like that because I've never yeah. taken the concept of talk to your pain like that. So that's, yeah. uh, I'm actually excited to go with that. Yeah, I'm excited yep. to go with that because that's that's very interesting right there. Yep. Uh, I yep. see exactly where you're coming from, though, because that's what I feel like anxiety is. I feel like anxiety is your body's way of telling you like something's off, motherfucker. Like you got to fix something. That's why when you go to the doctor, they can't never tell you nothing because they like, I don't know, motherfucker. I don't live with you. <laughs> like, shit, break up with your boyfriend. Yep. I don't know. So I feel like that's just what your body is like trying to tell you and shit's yeah. doing stupid yeah. shit, you know. Yeah. So uh, I, I yeah. try to find those things. And also you were talking about writing things down. I was last year, I was listening to Steve Harvey and he was like, I challenge you to write down 300 things that you want. He was like, don't put a limit on it. 300 things that you want. And he was like, and I want you to go through there at the end of the year and cross off everything that happened. And he was like, and it's going to be hard to do it. And I was like, man, shut up. I sat there. I was like on number 20, like, man, what the fuck else would I want? (laughs) But it's like, he's saying like, don't put a limit. So if you want private jet, put private jet. You know, if you put you want 10 girls to give you a massage at once, put 10 girls to give you a massage at once. He said, right, whatever you want to write. And I said, okay, I'm going to write whatever I want to write. And I did it. And by the end of the year, I think I only got to like two, like the low twos, like 210, 215, somewhere around there. But at the end of last year, no joke, I had like 93 or 94 things on that list that like, came true i mean down to like a bmw like weird shit and i was like whoa i literally wrote this car because we saw a bmw on the road one time and i was like i want that car so badly and i wrote that shit down and then yep. boom we got the bmw last year and i wasn't even thinking about it until i went back to the list that i had wrote that down on the list you know but you're right when you write those things out you're putting it out yep. to the universe. And obviously you still have to physically work toward those things and emotionally work toward them and things of that sort. But that writing right. it down is that, right. that you got the universe attention. Like, Oh, you wanted one of those. Okay. I'll be on the lookout for you then. And I feel like that's how the universe treats you when you do those type of things. Once you, once you get a universal go, it's like it. And, and you really let go to say, yeah. And you start working it out for six months. I had a house. What? You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? But only $800 payment. (laughs) I'm like, no, I mean, what? That's dope. That's dope. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's it's cool. But yeah, your body, it tells you, it tells you everything. You just got to listen. It's it's crazy. Well, shit, man. I, I think we've covered a lot today. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was awesome time hanging out. I really appreciate you hanging out with me today. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So, uh, shit, uh, anything you want to tell anybody? Any Anything you want people to reach you at or anything like that? Um, You can find me at creativetrends22 on Instagram. And then you can also uh, check out my website, um, vibehigh.today. And then also it'll take you there to my thrift store. I also have new and used items that I have on my eBay um, site. It's a Creative Trends thrift store. But Creative Trends 22 is my personal page. Like I get my vibe high 
H-I by B-I-B-E, H-I dot today um, is my website. And so, and no vibe high doesn't always mean be stoner like high. You know what I mean? Because if you take it and break it down, what does vibe high mean? Vibrate higher. And then today, they didn't give me a dot com. And I like today because you know what? Everything starts today, not tomorrow, not two weeks from now. It's today because the only thing we can deal with is today. So it's vibrate higher today, whatever that is. Eat better food, have better thinking. You know what I mean? Say something positive. Do something good for somebody. You know, just live it a positive lifestyle. And then also I picked up the Native American flute, which I've gotten all of them tuned into a higher frequency, which is 432 hertz. So the radio that you hear is 440 hertz, right. which they say that trains your brain on a lower frequency to operate right. in. And then that's why people are so attracted to the Native American flute, because it's at a higher frequency and it's the earth resonance frequency and that's why it feels all dreamy and the snake charmer you know everything (laughs) so that's why i chose vibe high for my web name and for my brand name and yeah i like to get high so (laughs) (laughs) so when you compile it all together i got vibe high today (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome i'll put a link down at the bottom too for anybody watching this on youtube it'll be on the bottom that's dope that's dope well, shit, man. I appreciate your time. I, I really appreciate hanging with you. It was really good. I learned some things today. So that was really dope. Yeah. Uh, cool.